Hey! That was really Welcome good. to Beach Theory. We have a very exciting episode for you guys today. Very exciting episode. Super duper exciting. Today. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about um, more of my youth. Puberty. We did that one Just already. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> today, I want to talk. So I did an episode where I talked about starting to do boy scouts and i started i turned 12 and i went into the young men's group of our church and i was bullied and 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 a lot of people didn't really like me very well well as i grew up a little bit older some of those older boys started going moving on um and some of the younger boys started coming into my class and uh I, I your kinda, intent what was your intent I at kinda, that point so i kind of want to talk a little bit about how uh, through my efforts there became a new like a new culture almost yeah. a, a new wave of the youth getting along well your intent this is what i was getting at was to not have anyone else treated the way you were treated right at least not to have me treated the way i was treated yeah but you wanted to make it better for everyone else that was younger you didn't want them to have the same experience right so when they came into the young men's, I was, I'd be really friendly to them and I would be kind to them and I'd make friends with them. So there's a few kids specifically um, who were at least a couple, a year or two younger than me. And I became really, really, really good friends with them. Um, and it kind of, we formed this bond and it kind of set the stage at that point. You know, every, every other new kid that came in, you know, maybe they didn't come into our friend group or whatever, but I created my own friend group with friends that I felt like shared my same feelings or whatever that weren't mean to me or or jerks or vulgar. You know, like we didn't do anything mm-hmm. in that way that was bad. Um, anyway, it just it kind of started a new... I don't know why I want to talk about this. Maybe just the importance of making friends with people who have similar values or similar and and like that the culture of a group does not have to stay the culture of a group if it's a bad culture exactly so rather than just being like oh these guys are jerks this is just the way it is that's how i have to be Mm -hmm. i said i don't want to be like that i'm not going to be like that i'm going to make my own friends and i'm not going to do the bad things that those other boys were doing Mm mm-hmm for me, I was never really bullied at that age. I just didn't let myself get bullied. I don't know what it was. I just was like, I don't deserve that. Like, <laughs> don't treat me that way. Probably because I had older brothers. I was surrounded by boys. <laughs> like, Andrew and Ryan were older than me, and Steven was just younger than me. And then Jess- Jennifer was six years older than me, a big enough gap that we didn't really play that much. And then, like, Jessica was four years younger than me, and for some reason, we still didn't play very much. So it was like, I was always surrounded by boys. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't put up with no crap. I was very, very vocal about that. <laughs> Too but vocal, if they might, they might say. Did the young women in your organization? There were only a few times, enough to hurt my feelings every now and then. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really let it sit with me. I was just like, well, oh well. 
You never gave him the satisfaction like of it just, hurting you? I don't know. There wasn't too much that happened that was like, that really, really, really hurt. And I never, like, I didn't get offended past going to church or something, you know, like, right. it was just, just enough to be like, that was rude. I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. to other people. I'll try and be extra careful and include everybody. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the younger kids, too. It's funny because we are very similar in just like almost who we were growing up. Like injustice, if there was any injustice whatsoever, I would just rip people to shreds. I could not handle that. I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna sit around and let my brother get bullied. I'm not gonna sit around and like, if anybody bullies him, it's me. <laughs> That's how I but like, or, or just like one time we had some kids that um, went to a school nearby but not ours, not the school that I went to, but they found a nook in our fence. Like there was this nook where our garage was that kind of went in and, and, um, they found that nook in our fence and they were smoking there. And I was like, I was like president of the esteem team, which is somebody who's like against drugs and alcohol. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I just went over there and I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm just smoking or whatever. And I'm like, you can't do that. This is private property. Get out of here. <laughs> I was so like offended. How dare they? And they were like, okay. And then I was like staring at them and I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> like I was, and I'm, I was not normally like that at all <laughs> at all. But when it came to things that I was just like, I can, I will not put up with that. Like I would say what was on my mind. You're amazing. There was no way I was going to like let bad things happen if it was any bit in my control. Like <sighs> defending my younger brother when other kids were making fun of him or teasing him. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Stop treating him that way or you're going to hear from me. Ah! <laughs> and see, that, that is where we differ a little bit. I did not come to, res- to the rescue oh, of my okay. younger brother oh. like I should have. But you also had those p- things happen to you. And even when they were happening to you, you didn't know what to do about it. Yeah. But for me, I didn't really, I guess, I guess with having older brothers and just surrounded by boys, they often would try to like beat me up or do stuff. And I just wouldn't put up with it. I was like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> like, <laughs> I would just fight back. I've always fought back though. I like, if things are unfair, I just fight back. I'm like, how? No, I'm not gonna succumb to this. I'm not. I don't deserve this. You I'm worth me. it. <laughs> you are worth it. <laughs> um, and if I, if my siblings ever got hurt or were getting attacked or anything, not attacked, but you know, like bullied or whatever, it was like, oh no, uh-uh, I will not stand for that. It just really, really upsets me. And same with my kids, and same with them bullying each other. Mm-hmm. Like I will not have it. That is not okay. That is where I draw the line too. Like, I think I've always had a hard time as a kid standing up to bullies um, <clears throat> or, or standing up to bullying. But I think now that I'm an adult, I'm a lot more sensitive to it. And if I ever see it from either our kids or somebody else, I, I just have a hard time not saying something. I, just, I'll usually watch it until I can make sure that I understand who's in yeah. the wrong. Because sometimes... Sometimes it is unclear. <laughs> yeah. So like sometimes one kid's yelling at another one and being very aggressive. And I'm like, 
are they bullying this other kid? But in reality, they're just defending themselves yeah. from the other kid who was picking on them first. That was picking on them quietly over and over again. And they didn't see it. And you don't see it until right. the other kid explodes because I can't handle it anymore. Right. Yeah. So you got to be sensitive to the uh, backstory. Well, we just had something happen actually in at the church. We had one of, well, James and Corbin. James told a secret or something that wasn't true mm-hmm. to a friend and then that friend told his sister and then Corbin felt really, really, really bad because it wasn't true and it made him look bad. And if there's anything that I am passionate about, it's communicating. Mm-hmm. And we sat in the car, Corbin cried a lot and I explained to James how that hurt Corbin and how hurtful it was. Um, and it's not anything that's like full on bullying, mean, vicious. It was not thinking it was a lack of thinking things through before you say them and which all kids do so he's not a bad kid he's a good kid he just wasn't being careful he wasn't being thoughtful Mm -hmm. um just being careless like all kids are i think that's the biggest thing is kids just don't think things through most of the time they're just very reactive yeah they just act and then they're like oh crap Oops, oops, I did not mean for that to happen. Yeah. So anyways, um, I was like, okay, we have to go over to that kid's house. We have to go explain. You guys have, like, I see Corbin here in a, in a mess, just bawling his eyes out. And I see James over here confused and feeling horrible for what he had done, not realizing that that would be the consequence of it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we can either go home right now and have everybody feel horrible and have nothing resolved and maybe even fear what those people think of you for the rest of your life or we can go over to their house right now and you can sit down with them and say this is what i meant to say and i'm sorry and that wasn't true what i said about corbin so corbin feels good and james feels good for apologizing and that's exactly what we did i was like we're gonna set this straight the right way full-on face the fear of looking bad and whatever else might whatever other fear might come up from confrontation we're doing it either way that's it just has to be done right the first time and there should be no fear of actually confronting and communicating what actually was meant you know what if there needs to be an apology then we need to say an apology if there needs to say if he needs to have an explanation we need that Mm -hmm. i'm i just don't I very much do not like the idea of living in fear because of a miscommunication or because of making yourself, you're afraid of what other people will think of you. You're afraid that it's going to make you look bad. Well, whether it makes you look bad or not, you're living in fear because you haven't confronted the thing that is so scary in the first place. It just really bothers me when that's not handled the right way. So I was like, we have to go. And we drove over to that person's house and... James explained what had happened and that he lied and he said he was sorry and Corbin felt better and James felt better and the kids stopped looking at them weird and everything was better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm kind of passionate Sometimes about that. Sometimes I wonder like how, how my life would have been different too. Like if more parents had gotten involved with some of the bullies and maybe they did and I just don't remember. Like yeah. it's possible my mom had conversations sure with did. some of the boys' parents you know, and I just don't remember because I wasn't paying attention. I mean, 
it's just like you said in the other podcast you're like kids have to be told the same thing over and over and over and it just yeah. doesn't stick like it's yeah. possible my mom even told me and i'm just like i don't remember yeah um but i just know that i never i never felt comfortable around those other older boys mm-hmm. i never felt like i could trust them or that i, re- I didn't really ever respect them mm-hmm. but basically i just avoided them yeah and then when i found kids that were younger looking up to me with like oh here's this older person i want to be like them like they're cool because they're older then i felt like okay now i can be this positive role model Mm -hmm. and be a good example and we can have a good relationship and a Mm -hmm. good friendship um we've both talked about this which is really interesting that both of us this is going to sound weird but again communication and whether it makes us look better or not i'm going to (laughs) say but you know both of us feel in our comfort zone when we have people who are younger than us around us or when we have people who are less experienced than us around us or for whatever reason we feel more than them we feel comfortable around people like that i think i'm noticing it's less so as i'm getting older and then and i agree with that but but I don't, but I don't know if it's intentional. I think it might be coincidental. Like <laughs> when I think about all my friends right now, yeah. they're all older than me. Yeah. But, Which, but the reason why I'm saying this is because I've only figured this out by spending so much time around people who I feel uncomfortable with. And I'm like, why am I uncomfortable? This doesn't make any sense. Why am I uncomfortable? And then I've thought through all of these years of when I was comfortable, what situation was I in? Oh, I put myself in a situation where I felt better than in some way than other people because you're older than them smarter or whatever. like but that's all up to me like it's total judgment it's right. all it's making me look bad even just saying this but that is what i did i think i did it subconsciously though i wasn't like i'm better than them so i'm gonna play with them like <laughs> it wasn't like that it was like oh i feel comfortable around them but i didn't know why and now looking back you're like oh it's because i was older than them and i wasn't uncomfortable or intimidated by them because i realized if I am around other people that are more beautiful than me or smarter than me or it's older than it's me. It's impossible for anyone to be more beautiful than you. <laughs> You're so sweet. Just so I feel less than and I feel too uncomfortable to be around them comfortably. They so intimidate you more. because of that, I'm like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what part of me decided to do that. I don't know why that's the natural path that I've taken and also it's so superficial so um shallow shallow so shallow like that's something I need to not do that's not okay not be around people just because they intimidate you yeah like I need to I need to put myself in the in the uncomfortable situations and I need to not judge. Well, your best friends as a teenager, were they They were your same age though, weren't they? They were my same age. But it was like in popularity groups, I felt very comfortable with them. And honestly, they were so good. They were so, so good. So uh, there's nothing less than about them at all. But like, I remember thinking, oh, I can easily be friends with somebody who... Because they weren't popular. They yeah, weren't. like it was easier for me to do that. And I also felt good about doing that because we were often encouraged to help other people that might be struggling or whatever like it just it and i hope this isn't making me sound too terrible of a person honestly i'm not a terrible person (laughs) but i just like 
And I'm not trying to rate and say, oh, the people that I spent time with were less than in any way because they weren't. Mm -hmm. In fact, the people I chose to be friends with were the people who brought me higher, that made me better of a person. Sometimes I wonder... But But that doesn't mean that my natural instinct to be more comfortable around different people like was i don't know you know what i mean uh, sometimes i wonder if i'm even bringing any, enough to the table in that in my friend groups because i feel like why would this person want to be friends with me i don't have anything to offer <laughs> you know like are they just being friends with me because and as a teenager i was just like well i'm older than them and so therefore i instantly have credibility yeah you know, you're mm-hmm. instantly cooler just because you're two years older than this other teenager. Mm-hmm. And so be, I can drive first. You know, I've got a girlfriend and they, you know, they don't. And I can go on dates and they can't. So that's like cool or whatever. People look up to you and they're like, oh, I want to be like that. But if that's all I have to offer, like that's not saying very much. And I, and like as an adult now, I'm like, wow, the people that, that I'm friends with, you know, do they really appreciate me for me? Or, or why and what am I even bringing to the table that's valuable mm-hmm. um, and so I just have to make sure that I am a good person that I actually stand for something that I actually have values that are worth want, you know people wanting to be around yeah I feel like what I prioritized in high school was very good I prayed a lot but I also um, saw kids that were just good good people and those were the people i wanted to be around all the time mm-hmm. um but i'm i want to clarify i'm not saying they're less than in any way mm-hmm. like they were not less than they were better than they were so good so so good um but outside of that friend group was the people who i was like oh like like when you're when you walk into a room and you're like oh that person's being left out i feel better than in some way i'm going to help them mm-hmm. like that's what I mean. Like, well, if they're already the outcast and they decide not to play with you or not to be your friend for whatever reason, it's less painful than like having them reject you than it is having somebody who's really popular reject you. Cause then you're like, crap, the person that's the coolest in the room doesn't like me. Yeah. But who cares if the person that's not the coolest doesn't and like me? And I don't know. Like I didn't ever think through all these things. I just thought, okay, I'm being a good person if I try to include people. You know, like, like that's how I was thinking. Yeah, I wasn't thinking like... Same for me. Like, all this stuff that I'm talking about now is just things that I've thought through over the years and gone, why do I do this? Right. Why do I do that? I think this is why. And and honestly, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made. Like, I, I see that... I feel comfortable around certain people and I feel very uncomfortable around other people. And I I don't want to change that I feel comfortable around these certain people, but I also want to learn how to be comfortable around people who um, are amazing that, I mean, not, the, not and I, again, this is not putting the other group <laughs> down, but you know, people that I look up to a lot, I want well, to learn. it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. Right? So, I want to learn how to not be so intimidated and how to feel comfortable and how to... Win friends and influence people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you read that book. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I just, I don't know. I am well, socially awkward in some situations. Well, like I said, I think it's all a matter of perspective. So those people that intimidate you might not intimidate others. 
and the people that don't intimidate you might intimidate others. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to, I think, what's, what are you using to judge if someone intimidates you or not? And why am I judging in the first place? <laughs> well, I think to some degree, it's good to judge, uh, you know, like, hey, I don't want to hang out with this person because they're a mean person. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yes, out of self-preservation. Right. That is a judgment. Yeah. Saying that this person is a bully because of the way that they treat you and others is a judgment. Yeah. But it's a good judgment to protect yourself or yeah. to protect other people that you care about. Mm-hmm. So I think that that type of judgment is necessary just to be able to survive in life. I do agree with that. That's true. And so you're using that same criteria to make a judgment about this person that says, wow, this person's really, really successful, right? And and then you say, because they're successful, now I'm intimidated by them Mm -hmm. and uncomfortable around them. Mm -hmm. And you need to say... In fact, sometimes, because we have so many amazing, amazing... You can have that. Charlie's outside the window. You can... I'll help you in a minute. Um, sometimes I am more comfortable around someone that I know nothing about. I have to say, when and I... And f- then when I see all of their videos and how awesome they are, like, just some people are so amazing that I'm like, ooh, I don't... It's the same thing. Like, I feel like I have nothing to bring to a friendship because it's like they're past that point. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So when you first met me, did you not feel intimidated by my excellence? Oh, wow. Or were you like, <laughs> oh, he's one of those outcasts. I can befriend him. I never thought of you as an outcast. <laughs> no. No, I ne- and I never even thought of people like back then saying, they're an outcast. <laughs> I was just like, oh, they need a friend, you know? Um. What did I think of you when I first met you? <laughs> Do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was frustrated by your opinionatedness. Because you are so opinionated about everything. I go on. And <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually really frustrated by that because the guy that I had dated before was like the complete opposite. And I really appreciated that in him. So to see you and you're like opinionated about everything, but even more than opinionated about things, you wanted me to be opinionated and you wanted to debate with me if I had a differing opinion than you. Because and I was not that bold (laughs) so it felt very out of my comfort zone to be put in that situation (laughs) so you were uncomfortable around me so yeah but it wasn't but i was also very attracted to you at the same time (laughs) i think i think that i even remember thinking i just need to set him up on a date with somebody else because he frustrates me. And then I saw him with my friend just sitting next to my friend one day at church before I had gone to church and I got super jealous. And I was like, why am I jealous? Why am I jealous? I thought I didn't like this guy. I don't think I like this guy. Maybe I like this guy. What's going on? <laughs> I'm sure glad you like this guy. <laughs> you me? Like I when do. I think about even just for a minute, the idea that you decided just not to like me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that I just 
decided not to like you. That you're like, mm, I don't really like this guy. Just we like have to set him up on a date with somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> it just crushes me. I'm sorry. I'm so glad you like this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the first time I met you, I was like, oh, wow, she's really, really pretty. <laughs> like, I don't have a chance. I'm going to do my best. And then when I hung out with you and I was like, wow, you're like really, really fun to hang out with. You're super nice. You're super funny. You're like down to earth. You're not, there's nothing about you that's like. It gives me thrills to think about how natural it feels to be around you. When I first met you, like. And especially when we first met, I felt so comfortable around you. A lot of times girls are like, they have to put on an act like, oh, there's a cute boy. I want to, I want to like look my best and I want to make sure I don't do anything. <laughs> you know, that's not perfection. <laughs> look at me. I'm perfect. That face you make when you <laughs> zoom in on that face. That face. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> cracks me up. But like, you didn't do that. You were just like, hey, I'm funny. I'm cool. And I know it. And I'm just going to have a good time. I can tell you why I was that confident. It was because I knew I wasn't going to marry you. I know. At that time, I was 100% going to marry somebody else. But I was like, wow, she's really, really pretty, but she's also really, really cool, like fun to hang out with. And I could just I have just a conversation. <laughs> I was not trying to impress him at all. I was like, I'm not. And yet you impressed me more <laughs> by not trying to impress me. I think that so many times girls, when they like a boy will be uncomfortable around them because they're like, oh, I really, really like him. I want to make, I may want to make a good impression. And that discomfort shows. And I think it makes the boy more uncomfortable. Like when I used to say, awkward right. in any normal situation. And then you'd be like, ah, it's not awkward because it's only awkward because you said it's awkward. But I think because you were having a, you were comfortable, it gave me permission to be comfortable and we were both comfortable together. Yeah. So, but we've told that story. I mean, we've talked, we yeah. talked about how we met. But man, just like, I just, I, when I think back to that time, all I can think about is everything fell into place like a perfect puzzle mm -hmm. in time. Like I was perfectly comfortable on that date only because I was writing a missionary and I was dating him and I was 100% going to marry him in my mind. So to meet you, I was like, I don't even care. Mm -hmm. I just don't even care. And because I didn't care, we had the best time ever. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't even know what our life would be like now if our first impression and the way we met each other was me being nervous. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Maybe we wouldn't be married. That would dun, be dun, weird. Dun, dun. So it was meant to be that you were writing I, to I really do. I think so. Like, I think Heavenly Father knows how we need you know, all of the setup. He knows everything. Mm -hmm. And then just like after I met you, I was like, I was blown away. I remember we were, it was nighttime. We were playing The Floor is Lava before it was a <laughs> viral thing um, on a playground. Like we were playing The Floor is Lava. It was just me and you. Mm -hmm. And he fell down and, <laughs> and hurt his leg really high up in between his legs, but not in between his legs. <laughs> he heard his like in a very cumbersome place and I was like I felt really bad for him and I I felt so comfortable 
in a way that I just wanted to run up to him and like hold him and be like, are you okay? Are you okay? And that's how I would treat him now. But I felt like I wanted to do that on our second date. And I was so blown away by that. And I was just like, I, I don't know why. If I, if I had actually done that, you would have thought I was a crazy person. No, I would have been like, hey, all right. No, you would have been like, oh, this is too soon for you to be that. That nice Nothing to me. was too soon for me. <laughs> Trust me. I moved <laughs> way faster than you That's did. That's true. We didn't even kiss until we were engaged. Your choice, not mine. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> I want to get back to the topic at hand. I think just the, the bottom line is, be careful about who you choose to be friends with. Be intentional about the way that you treat people and be a good person. I just like it. In a way, life scares me. It didn't scare me when I was a kid. It scares me as an adult for my kids. Yeah. Like I'm afraid for my kids. Me too. Because there's so much that they could go through. Yeah. Yet they came here to go through it. That's right. I just wanted to, but I want to to be the smoothest possible, easiest way for them to learn the lessons that are necessary to learn. (sighs) Life is hard. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it for Beach Theory for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and got something out of it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you, and we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Beach Theory. Bye. Pod the game.